Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is 1420, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew. I'm a good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? Sounds so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm fine. Yeah, right. I, I mean, it's the beautiful sunset. Yeah, we have a great view from beautiful. the uh, from the studio. Beautiful sunset. Uh, enjoying... Uh, enjoying or about to enjoy some Topo Chico seltzer. Yes. Uh, thank you for that, by the way. Uh, had a decent day at work. Made it to the driving range at lunch. Uh, what, what, life is good. What else could you need? <laughs> I just had a Big Mac. So that was, that's the only way that you could maybe pop up your game. Yeah. No, I didn't have a Big Mac, but I really like a Big Mac right now. I could maybe retrieve it for you. <laughs> Let's not. Let's not say we did. Okay. Uh, how are you? Good. A little bit of a long day. Kids were just kind of in one of those weird, uh, <clears throat> nothing can go right for either of them moods. A little bit of a long day. But other than that, I got no complaints. I'm coming off having a you know, week off from work and going to buddy games for the weekend, which was very fun. Also very exhausting. Um, so we did have some questions about buddy games. What, yeah. what, what are buddy games? So Buddy Games is a movie that, that, I, that I've talked about on the show, and that was just kind of where the idea of calling it Buddy Games came from. Um, but what it is is a annual guys trip where we all go up and uh, up to a, a friend's cabin. And when I say cabin, I mean it's a it's a vacation house. Sure, they it, they call it a cabin. They call all their va- like their family vacation homes cabins. Sure, I'd it, call it a chalet. Right. <laughs> um, it's not like but a, it, it's not rustic. Right. <clears throat> okay but nor is it like super luxury it's a it's a family vacation home that is maintained by the family for the six weeks a year that they're actually there if it's a house on a piece of property out, yes. in, out in the middle of nowhere not in the middle of nowhere because anderson island's a uh kind of a it, bit of a commuter island it's an island like about half of the population's full-time residents and the other half is uh you know seasonal like vacation they own the property and they either rent it out or you know take your pick um <clears throat> so we go up there and have a, an agenda for the weekend so we got up there thursday night and just kind of like settled in and then went into friday where we played a round of golf wherein the scoring was both your how your team played so we played four-man best ball um and then the scoring another component of the scoring was uh how many beers each member of your team drank it sounds perfectly dangerous and irresponsible. Yeah, which is what you should be doing with a bunch of dudes in their 30s who are away <laughs> from their children for the weekend. Yes. Uh, so we concluded golf, uh, had pool in the afternoon, uh, poker, and then just kind of other games, like just just other like take your pick of guys' night. We packed basically you know, six guys' nights into two days, and then we'll see each other again in months because we all have young children. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But you made good. You made good of it, and it was fun. Made good of it. When I saw you on Sunday evening, you looked very tired. Very tired. Probably hungover. Still, perhaps a little intoxicated. I don't know. (laughs) I think I I drank more over the weekend than I probably have in the previous like two months. It was just. It wasn't good. You went hard, man. I went. I went big. You went hard in the paint. I yeah. I had negative strokes from my golf game. (laughs) Because of the beers. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, so that was buddy games. But we enough about us. En- enough about us. Enough mm-hmm. about you. Mostly me. Yeah, nobody cares about me. 
Nobody even asked you about buddy games. No. Yes, I, I did. I, I did ask you about that. More important than all of that, we have, for those of you who are not reading, someone on with us today. We have Nick Mankey of Nick Mankey Designs. Oh, here he is. Hello. Oh, oh, Nick. <laughs> Nick, hello. <laughs> well, hello. Nick, Pleasure that, to meet it, you. Is, is that awkward to have to listen to us intro while you just sit there? No, it's great. It's great. It's like, uh, you know, it's a... Uh, it's like listening to your podcast regularly, but expecting that I can actually chime in and, and yell at you guys for saying something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did have a lot of power there. I hadn't even muted you. Yeah, that's Which true. is unusual. Could, we yeah. usually mute people. Yeah, that's right. No, well, I appreciate that, the trust there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we trust you 100%. So if you don't know who Nick Mankey is, Nick is the owner of Mankey Designs, the eponymous watch strap company i maybe that's not what that word means uh but uh it's an umbrella term for sure (laughs) sure we'll just we're gonna use it that way in any event uh manky pajama straps as as you at home know are uh that's not what they're called but that's what we call them are andrew and i's and my uh i think favorite pass-through strap at least these days they've been the ones most regularly on my wrist uh, Will uh, of the the editor in chief, Watch Clicker, Daddy. also a huge fan. <clears throat> Daddy is also a huge fan. Uh, so, uh, a, a a group of products that are really special to us. And I know Nick, you and I have been talking for well over a year, just chatting. Uh, right. I will I will say, our adoration for your products has nothing to do with any sort of. Uh, you you've never uh, I don't believe cut me a deal on a strap. Uh, or, or or even or even uh, shipped a strap faster than your regular customers. I don't believe so. Uh, no right, n- right. no special treatment <clears throat> here. We just genuinely adore and love these straps. Correct. I do believe I have a I have a a, a strap that has yes. n- not seen the light of day that I special requested. So that, that is, true. is special. Uh, that is special treatment. So, but that's not why you're here. You're here because we love your straps and want to hear more about them. Yeah, no, that is that is definitely a, a, a one of one for now uh, sample, if you will. And I've, I've seen you post about it, so it's no secret or anything. But sure. uh, yeah, the uh, the venerable, infamous uh, space bond, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right, the NASA bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, whatever. It, you know, United States Space Force bond. You know, whatever. Work, work in progress on the name, but uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, why don't you give us just some background, Nick? Uh, tell us who you are. I mean, we know a little bit, but not much. Sure. Not not much beyond what's on your about me or about us page, because right, right. As far as I can tell, you don't you don't do a lot of interviews, and I don't believe you've ever been on a podcast before. That is a hundred percent accurate. This is basically my my debut of the the auditory world <laughs> um interview all all the above um definitely definitely exciting um you, and yeah you so hear there, it there isn't a whole lot about me by design of course sorry what was that i say you you hear it first uh isn't that what they used to say on mtv Kurt oh Loder. right right okay carry on it's okay to just Raise your eyebrows at him. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. So you can ignore me. Yeah, and by, by design. <laughs> no, it's okay. Not not a whole lot in, in my bio for sure. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, so as far as as far as background goes, um, you know, it depends on how far back you want to go, how much time you have for that. But um, you know, actually, the the inception for the the I'll say quote the brand Nick Mankey Designs was actually like a a real intro project that I that most most design students will go through in college. Um, this instance, it was graphic design, you know, branding, going through a conceptual, like, oh, you know, take your name, make a brand out of it, whatever you're going to do. And yeah, interestingly enough, it was just me coming up with a, a basic assignment and the assignment was basically make a logo, you know, make make the sort of schematics for it, lay it out, you know, how you would draft it for a professional use. And anyway, college was actually the birth of the the entity itself and really didn't use it or care much for it. I submitted it, you know, whatever grade, that, you know, just kind of no, no, out with but, it. What'd you get? What'd you get? Oh, I probably an A, you know, okay. if, if, right, if we're being enough. honest. Um, <laughs> It was also an online course, like full disclosure. This is not like, you know, some Ivy League uh, institution we're talking about. It was literally just like, you know, I worked full time, got got my degree in the evening and everything like that. So, um, you know, years go by. I'm in the professional world, uh, photography, design, uh, graphic design, more, more specifically. And um, at some point, School went away, and my evening was left with this this void. And instead of doing something like studying or homework, it was I need to fill that with something. And I'm uh, being constructive is definitely a lot of how I prefer to spend my time. So it was San Jose uh, to set the picture. San Jose, tiny apartment, roommate, wanting to be constructive, can't do carpentry, way too loud, way too messy. <laughs> um, you know, not going to start welding on anything. So it's like, you know, what is there? Like, I'm not going to sit at a sewing machine. Like, yeah, right. Um, ironic there. Um, so leather craft kind of, kind of appears and it's manly. I start to, it's, yeah. practical. it's manly. It smells it's, good. It smells good. It's useful. Like yeah. the yeah. uses never end. So beyond that, it was, it was something that could be done entirely by hand. Like no, yeah. The the your price to entry is probably among the lowest for any hobby. You know, you buy a needle, yeah. you buy thread, scrap of leather, sixty and bucks there, at Tandy, and you're mm -hmm. and you are kitted out. Absolutely. Um, so and yeah, and and I think the big part of that was was the the amount of information that is available to someone new to something today, especially on, you know, YouTube and people that are willing to show and share their skills and that sort of thing. So, yeah, you know, we've talked about this before on the show, YouTube, and I'm not sure Andrew's agreed with me wholeheartedly, but I think I've said, you know, YouTube is the single greatest asset to our modern society, to the society much. we're in right it, now. Everything I really know is, is from YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, as far as the like propagation of knowledge and skill, mm -hmm. the, the it's visual, it's it's audible. I mean, and the ability to model after seeing somebody do something is huge. So it, that was just really helpful for me. I don't I don't know 
you know, if I would have picked up leather and done much with it, if I had to pick up a book to be like, oh, okay, let's make a wallet today or, <laughs> you know, oh, let's make a coin bag. It's like, I don't know if that would have gone anywhere. But anyway, it was, it's just interesting that you could kind of pick up something and get an accelerated introduction to it. So, you know, <clears throat> I just kind of took that up. And for years, I just kind of worked on little ideas I had, um, mostly stemming from looking at really overpriced stuff that you'd find, you know, walking through retail stores and things. And you're like, they're charging how much for this little flappy slip of, I don't know, they call it, they call it a card holder or a wallet. It's like, no, this is crazy. This is like several hundred dollars. What are you, what are you really getting? And you come to find out, you know, bonded leather is pretty much bottom of the barrel. Just, you know, fun fact. It is, it is essentially just it's the the equivalent of um a, a McChicken nugget like particle board i yeah. will say <laughs> would be the alternative McChicken that was nugget, the same hot thing dogs, yeah same thing yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know it's just a mishmash of garbage nonsense and it falls apart um yeah anyway, yeah that's right yeah I, I digress but uh so well so what was your very first project ah <laughs> oh, geez um I will tell you, it was a camera glide strap. So, so it was kind of this, this strange place of inspiration. It was, it was actually my sister's wedding, and there was a photographer there, and really cool camera gear. He had this brown leather, you know, almost looks like a like a shoulder holster for a gun kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And if you've never seen a glide strap, it's basically just like wearing two belts over your shoulder and then your cameras are strapped to these leashes, matching leather leashes. And at any point you can just kind of pick one up and drop the other one. And it just kind of like a really freeform kind of cowboy style, you know, they ride on your hip and they're always, yeah, they're just kind of flapping around, smacking into each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But super useful. I was like, how hard can that be? And you go online, you're like, Oh, I want to, I'm just going to buy one because who's going to make this. And it's like, Several hundred dollars, but yeah, the idea was there, and I was like, "That's super cool." But to me, it looks like it just looks like two ordinary like waist belts. Like maybe you could just buy something really cheap, put them together, and make it happen. And so at first, I did that. You know, I bought like the really cheap, you know, genuine leather stuff, and just trimmed it up. Just just proof of concept. Like, is this going to work? And it did. So. I ended up kind of going all out on on the hand done sort of version of that idea and it was at the time you know easier for me to buy the strips of leather kind of pre-cut there's there's a bit of a process if you're taking like a belly of leather and you're trimming off a big perfectly straight piece so it's hard yeah that's a that's a hard thing to do we I, we both have some yeah. some experience doing leather oh, work so, well that's yeah. super helpful i just yeah that's great i did not know that so then Which i'll try not and to not say everyone too... at home does <laughs> okay yeah so um then yeah it'll be you can totally imagine um kind of the introductory steps that i'm taking for for something like this then you know i'm buying i'm buying these strips um burnishing them down and then i'm stitching them together i'm making the leashes with custom hardware from 
you know, it would have been like Strapworks or something where you can, or you can just buy exactly or... what you want, buckle guy, um, stitching them in place and made it happen. And from there it was like, cool, I made this thing. It works perfectly. Like that was amazing. It took me all weekend. I, I spilled dye all over my desk, ruined it pretty much, <laughs> you know, just like those, those classic steps. And it was a total mess. It made so many mistakes. I look at the project now and it's just awful, but. It was great. It worked and it's beautiful. Still works like a charm. Um, that would have been my first kind of jumping off project for sure. Would it have been cheaper in the way of man hours to just buy it? Mm. Yes. But you didn't and that's the magic. <laughs> as you as you yeah. sit here today in a position where your time is extremely valuable, you, you start oh, yes. to you start to analyze those things. Right. I, so let's let's but do it a got jump valuable cut because to, of jump that. cut to today and it is it is amazing how much time i used to waste on on like ideas like that but they they built up over time and the skills improved and then you get this and you get there and kind of you know the rest is history sort of thing sure, thousand sure. hours yeah but, I mean, but let's talk yeah. a little bit about it where how did this <coughs> sure. this so yeah, you, totally. you make you make a camera strap yeah. uh and you love it and it's like fuck man i did a thing how does that turn into well i have this entity I have this dope A plus logo. Uh, how does that? You know, wh- what's your next step? Where, what's where's your th- where's your head at? What's your thought process? Oh yeah. So from that point, it was straight to Imgur, straight to Reddit with this cool thing. I'm gonna share it. Put it on, you know, our leathercraft, whatever. And it's like, oh cool, you know, just moderate comments, this and that. But I was in. I was like, this was so much fun. This was so rewarding. And it's useful. Like, among other things, it's useful. It's beautiful. Love it. So from there, it was kind of like this little, little you know, motivation boost to have posted something and get positive feedback on a, on a first project, you know. Mm-hmm. So from there, um, I'd actually kind of have to look back and and see what, what the next sort of follow-up in sequence was, but um, the, 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 I will say the main goal with every step I was taking was to, and this is a point of pride for sure, was to push as hard as I could for something that was original, like something that I had not seen done in my mind properly and mm. to execute that to the best that I can. And the the main point of pride there was never in any of my sort of rise to making things followed a template at all. You know, it was straight up. And I have, you know, my grail diary of, <laughs> of yeah. sketches that are just amazing to look back on. But it was, you know, pen to paper, solving problems by way of creating items for myself you know it was it was i don't like what's out there i'm making it i'm doing it my way and that has really never led me wrong i will say now your your background is in graphic design architecture you don't necessarily as far as i know have a a industrial design background is that correct that is I, correct. Well, well, let's say you you don't have an education in industrial design, particularly. I have I, can, I within my 
my scholastic adventures have uh, have not undergone any formal uh, industrial design. That is correct. But I do come from a a terrific father who was an industrial designer and a excellent mother that was a teacher. So those those things put together meant I could I I was able to pick it up with relative ease, I will say. And there's an analog there, right? A lot yeah. of those skills, there's a lot of overlap there. So how do we go from leather goods? And if, and if anybody looks at your website, <clears throat> the, the watch strap, right? The, the pajama strap is really the, the, um, the star. But yeah. if you go into the shop and you look a little bit further, we've got, it, it looks like you are a leather worker who found this passion to some degree, at least in watches, and I'm wondering when that happened, oh. and how and how you're what you you became a leather worker turned watch strap maker. Oh, very good. That's a that's a great question. And yeah, you it, know, we we really we really work hard on these. We do. Andrew was up last night. He was messaging me about that question. I was like, I think that's going to be a good one. I was just no, FaceTiming him while he slept. Like he wasn't answering. It's dark. I'm just talking into the darkness. Kim hates it, but you know that's my process. Is he falling asleep on the other side of the phone at night and everything? That, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just he, he coos me to sleep, and then he's there when I wake up. It's mm-hmm. really wonderful. That's beautiful. Sing you it a is. song. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm actually there since we're neighbors now. I'm just like, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, congratulations on uh, evolving from the the Batman voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is yeah. the best I've sounded in yeah. two months. Yeah, Sounds good. That's a, Although yeah, I do I mean, kind of, I do kind of miss it because it was a, it was a nice edge, you know. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was distinctive. You. Yeah, but thank congratulations you. on on uh, on uh, dodging that. Yeah, Whew. getting getting there. I appreciate it. So, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, so watches have always been there for me. Like super important to point that out. You know, as far as backgrounds go, you know, I have my hobbies and interests, which is like a never-ending list. But watches has always been a baseline for ever, as long as I can remember. Um, and those things came together very quickly, leather and watches. So in the way of watch straps, of course, not a leather watch. That would be interesting. But um, yeah. So, you know, yeah, you mentioned going through my site and there are probably, you know, at least half a dozen, you know, different designs that I've kind of concocted for for watch straps and things like that and the the real first hit I ever had in terms of like I made a thing here it is and people are like let me buy that like I want to buy this thing it was actually um it's called the redux ruler strap oh yeah we're gonna both look this up but but I just I was just looking at this yeah, it oh, it is listed under the sh- excuse me the showcase area of my website, and I uh, I should still have them in stock, and by stock I mean available for me to build whenever I get to it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how stock works. But yeah, so sitting on inventory is expensive. You don't want to do that. No, and uh, yeah, that that's definitely part of the the model these days. But. Um, that that when I when I made that it was really just like oh you know I find myself at Home Depot I really like to measure this thing so I just put a ruler on what I'm always wearing a watch basically and you know the the main criticism would be oh it stretches it's useless not totally true but uh, valid point 
<laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a novelty thing anyway, but it looks super cool and it caught people's attention. And, you know, from there oh. it was, it was, I think, um, got in contact with mass drop, which is, you know, formerly known mass drop now drop. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I was able to work with them and put together a campaign and that did really well. Word got out a little bit more about about what I was trying to do. Still, still very much like a part time effort. Um, not at all in demand of of the full time attention at all. So, still in the apartment, San Jose, doing all this. And uh, are you you're, you're still a single man at this point? Oh yeah, single man, roommate. Is apartment. the workshop in your bedroom or is it in the living room? Like, was your roommate willing to cede part of the living room or was it all like, I'm imagining what was once a desk to study at is now a leather oh, working man. table? Would it, it would be so great to, to hear his response to that because it was literally <laughs> just like, hey, I'm putting, I'm putting this stuff here. Like, I have workbench in the living room, like next to the couch, you know? And when I'm working on a big order, like the 12-foot, like, banquet table comes out. And I'm just like straps, leather, everywhere. Laser cutter the size of like a a corporate fax machine in my bedroom. <laughs> exhaust going out like a, a self-made, you know, exhaust system. Like like industrial. We're talking like 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 sixty watt CO two laser cutting out all of these things. If you've never laser cut leather, you should know. It smells like like burning hair, <laughs> flesh, all these wonderful things. Cooking in leather, the apartment. I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and I was like, I don't. You know, I feel bad for the guy that lives above us, but uh, hey, exhaust's got to go somewhere. And uh, anyway, so I mean, I I I absolutely kind of took over that apartment just by way of like, hey, I'm doing this thing. He wasn't really out there that much, so I just kind of like, hey. You know, we split the thing. I'm just going to make it useful. So, yeah, that was it. It was like this, you know, craftsman four by two, you know, workbench that I would just set up at and and go to town on all these little things. So you, you make work. the Redux, you make the Redux ruler strap. Uh, you, you put it on Imgur, you put it on Reddit, who knows? Uh, people get pumped about it. Are, are you actively selling things through e-commerce at this point or is it just purely like email me at um you know nickmanky at gmail.com or whatever yeah no i i was already of the thought that it's like this would be something i'd really like to kind of put together in a way that became like a nice succinct sort of side job to what i was doing full-time so i i went straight to etsy essentially Oh yeah. Opened up there and just kind of threw it up real quick cuz you can you probably understand, you know, how interest can go, especially for something like that that's rather fleeting, you know. So hastily put together an Etsy shop and, you know, uploaded this thing with a few items and a price and just kind of let people buy it however fast that I could and um yeah, that went that that was basically how that started my it, website basically so, didn't sorry sorry we'll, we'll, we'll come we want to come back to the website uh sure. I, but i i want to i, I want to flesh out the story a little bit so you've sold at this point you've been making things 
and and I assume you've sold things here or there. Um, but you, you make this item, it's instantly uh, obvious to you that people are going to be interested in this. You set up an Etsy shop, and then you get in touch with Mastrop. How how much uh, how how many pieces does Mastrop want from you? It's entirely uh, demand based, right? So when it came to those campaigns, it was hey, we're going to put this thing up, people buy it, and then I get the purchase order to make an exact inventory. So that's what I want. Mm. That's what I want to know. What's your What's your purchase order quantity? Oh, back then with Mastrop? Yes. Oh, it was it was several hundred. And, and, and at that point, how many pieces total had you sold? And you, we don't expect you to know exactly, but... You're saying leading up to Mastrop? Yes. Maybe, you know, maybe a hundred or so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so what, it was, what did you what did you do when when those things were selling, or okay, when the so Mastrop... you get this purchase order? Mm-hmm. I now need to deliver two hundred pieces. What do oh, you do? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. you panic well, first a little I, bit. First, I was like, "This is great," because it's like this amount of money I'm about to make is like more than I make in <laughs> in a month or something. I was like, "Oh, pff, this is great." I'm just gonna make it happen, and then it you you kind of let it settle in. You're like. Okay, so I've got to manufacture like these 300 things out of my apartment, you know, and I was like, okay, let's do, do some math. And from there, it's kind of a, a a hit the ground running sort of lesson in efficiency and yeah. manufacturing process. So it's, okay, I'm going to get my leather arranged in such a way that I can spit it through the laser cutter as fast as I can and you know figured figured that step out and then there's like treatment steps and then there's packaging steps and then there's you know etc so that was a very very quick education in if I'm going to get faster it needs to be done in an in a much more efficient way and you're gonna have to move mm mm-hmm gonna have to move yeah sure moving is definitely one one uh one avenue uh one strategy there however we're talking you know san jose prices and uh <laughs> even even if i did a mass drop twice a month you know you know i'm not going anywhere so yeah no I mean, right, you're, yeah. you're gonna have to physically get get moving oh yeah okay like three cases of red bull sure and see what we can bang out like. sure 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 sure. sorry <laughs> and that's that. yeah. when you that's when you had your brief stint with cocaine <laughs> um negative, negative. <laughs> 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 would have would have certainly uh you know done something for the operation i'm sure but but luckily i had some good friends and on the weekends you know i was able to pull them around and be like hey here are some very basic things it's just really tedious. I need your help. And they were great. You know, we'd put on, you know, whatever, um, you know, some, some movie in the background. And we'd just kind of go to town at, like I said, like this big sort of banquet table, just kind of putting straps together. And it, we, I, we just made it happen. And I think I think I did two or three campaigns with Mastrop. And, you know, I, I don't I don't know if that's you know, anything to really write home about, so to speak. But at the time, you know, it was, it was, it was really big for me because, you know, 
this was still a hobby, you know, and it's just like, hey, people want it. And I'm going to try my best to kind of give it to them without without getting too complicated. And, you know, it was it was work full time, come home and I'd have like three or four orders to do in the evening. That would be my hobby. You know, and so when there's orders, it's I'm manufacturing stuff and I'm shipping it out at work the next day. And when there's no orders to make, I am <laughs> I'm designing and coming up with something new. And that that was rinse and repeat for like literally, I want to say the timeline there. Because um, I started leather work in like 2014 and I didn't I didn't even bother with. With getting you know, putting more time into it, um, you know, it took me like five years or so of, of that rinse, repeat work, design something, make it, you know, every night without fail for about five years before, before it really started to get anywhere in terms of needing more attention than I was giving it. Did you get married in that time period? I did in 2018, okay. March 2018. <clears throat> and I, I, I think I, I just, funny detail, I think I think your anniversary is like two days after ours, right? Andrew's is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, was, I got married on the twentieth. Yeah, eighteenth here. Okay. Yeah. I just I just happen to remember that. But man, um, this is some man, stalker, that's some stalker, that's some stalker stuff, shit. Man. I never remember talking about that, but that's cool. I'm flattered. <laughs> no, I dude, trust me. I don't know why, but obviously, if it's like, oh hey, our anniversary is like close to this person, you yeah, know, regardless of who it is, it's like hey, that's something memorable. Hey, how no, for sure. Stuff? I have some friends who they got married the same weekend as us, so I know that their anniversary is plus or minus a day. I just don't remember which which one which one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, t- you know, if if you want to keep talking about timeline, as far as you know, where marriage kicks into that whole thing. Um, let's see. As of March 2018, when I was married, I believe it was May, like the two months after that, that I was laid off from that full-time job. Uh, but oof. at this time, I'd gotten four years or so of this crafting sort of innovation sort of, you know, uh, uh, what what endeavor? I mean, yeah. endeavor. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it was this jump-off point. I'm like the classic like fork in the road. Like, okay, I am now like free to give this a shot. See if it can work. And so it was like May 2018 or whatever. I was like, okay, let's do it. So I then. I then dive into this mindset of it's like, okay, if I'm going to make this work at the time, you know, it was, it was, you know, maybe like a steady 10 orders a day or something, which was cool. Um, But it's like, if I'm going to make this work, that needs to get better. You know, what I have now is not really working. It's not really that much of an in-demand thing and that whole time um leading up to it was all leather it was it was this <laughs> this endeavor of of leather <laughs> if you will and yes. um, i was like i i need to branch out a little bit here i need yeah. i need something that that pushes a little further and i would say the next the next big moment um in the product line would be the sumo wallet which was the combination of leather the marriage of leather with mm-hmm. elastic and 
it was a design that I that I put together <clears throat> put together and iterated a few times until I was happy and I took it to Kickstarter just to kind of do that thing, you know, get that badge mm -hmm. of like I did it. Let's get that experience. Yeah, don't think I would do it again, but hey, I did it and whatever. So <laughs> so put it out there. People dig it and you know, I I don't even think it was like that much of a success. Like I met the funding goal and that was about it. And it's it's if you've if you've never done it, I will say just side tangent, man, it is far more work and effort to get a good listing going to get your whole campaign in just spick and span shape and to reach out to the right people to get the message out like it's really difficult so anyway um but the sumo wallet winds up doing wallet. pretty well on on kickstarter right it it ends up doing just fine and it was kind of after that that it became well quick backpedal it the point of the Kickstarter was actually to gain enough funds for me to purchase again with the, the sort of lesson of inefficiency, a industrial leather sewing machine. So, uh, it was basically like, okay, here, here's this goal. I need to purchase this machine. It works out. I purchase the machine. I make the wallets with the machine. Mm -hmm. So kind of, kind of a, you know, just, just how that ended up working out. Um, but made the wallets offered all sorts of co cool colors as I normally would. And, um, once word kind of got out about those, I was able to publish that listing as like a full fledged product on the actual Nick Maggie designs website where they can be built and purchased as, as most are used to today, but it was that introduction. The, the point here is that the introduction of that medium of elastic, same, the same polyester twill weave that you'd find today on the uh, quote pajama straps there. Um, and, and, and to be fair, these are called yeah. the hook straps. We call them pajama yeah. straps yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they feel like pajamas. They're more comfortable in my sweatpants. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 yeah. Your signature product at this point is the hook strap. Right. And, and it was it was that that ringing in of a new material to something that I I knew. I knew a lot about. I knew it the the properties of leather and everything. Elastic was this this game changing material, um, and it worked really well with wallets. You could max it out. You could stretch it or wear it as thin as possible. You know retention. Um, so from there it was it was just kind of this. This material I kind of had laying around a little bit and uh, kind of forgetting the exact process that led up to the next thing. But it was kind of like, before getting too sidetracked, there <laughs> there was this sort of, <laughs> I'm all, yeah, there's, there's a lot. I'm trying to compress it into words. Um, maybe you guys have seen it, but I once offered what's called the cap strap which is a bottle opening yeah. hook strap, essentially. That was the first iteration of the hook strap, if you could believe it. And it was like, that was, that was my first idea, was not to make a hook-based elastic watch strap, but something that opens bottles. Like, don't ask yeah. me why, but 
and bottles also, need opened and also That's carries why. carries a watch head yeah right bottles need to be opened and you need to wear your watch like why can't they be combined <laughs> and it's but way it, less yucky than the bottom of someone's reef sandal reef or sandal. their belt tell bottle. me about it yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so you know it just so that that goal watch strap that opens bottles it just kind of laid out sort of a a a template that I that I'm trying to well a challenge that I'm trying that I'm trying to solve and that is that just kind of led to the shape that would later become the hook strap but it was you know how do you attach a a bottle opener what what's a bottle opening piece of hardware look like you know so naturally just kind of has this this sort of appendage on it and a big tooth in the middle and you go from there. Um, the, you know, G hook is nothing uh, groundbreaking. Those have been around on backpacks for right. eons, as far as yeah. I know. Yeah. So it was it was really more of like a hey, there's this shape out there. I'm gonna adapt it and throw a little tooth in the middle. See where that goes. So you know, I reach out to a manufacturer and minimum order quantities like 200. So I have it made. I bring it back and I've got this sort of sample elastic to go with it. In, in a much thinner variety than my sumo wallets, you know? So, you know, I, I'm messing around with these two items that I, I'm just like, ah, let's see if we can just make it happen. And I, th- I think the way that this worked out and it's, it's a little bit fuzzy, but it was kind of like, um, I was in bed kind of just about to go to sleep and my wife had a watch. She wears watches too. <laughs> which is very helpful uh, to yeah, uh, yeah 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 to the to the uh well not the 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 mutual wallet so much but the ability to use it <laughs> in that yeah way. to somebody who's making watch straps no that's helpful yeah. <laughs> right and and she loves them too i mean full disclosure um but you know she was wearing a watch and just some something about the way she was taking it off and something about the way that the the strap draped over the spring bars and out I was like, what's stopping a watch from having a piece of material that's not just, you know, looped around it, you know, and fixed? And, you know, why why can't a piece of material go inside the spring bars and back out? Just 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 this sort of vague like moment that I was just like, there's something interesting about about this arrangement on a watch I haven't seen. So the next day I just kind of go out to the garage and I mess with that idea. So I've got that cap strap, I've got that elastic, and I've got like some blue electrician's tape to just kind of put in a sort of ad hoc, sort of hold this in place stitch sort of thing because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about stitching um, fabric. I knew leather, but that's a whole other mess that I went through in the beginning. But it was just this this hodgepodge sort of mess of elastic metal and tape um but it eventually led to um the the birth of the cap strap which used t- entirely different hardware and was awful to try and figure out it was it was it was someone's <laughs> puzzle really once they received it cuz it used I forget the the industry term for it, but it's it's basically like a double loop or a yeah, loop with a bar back in the on middle. Itself and yeah. yeah, like just an adjustment strap. Yeah, 
and just this the way that I had it laid out it was it was a disaster and regardless I I made the thing and <laughs> I'd still used like for instance I talked about my my stitching I used my giant leather sewing machine on elastic because I didn't know any better so this this giant thread where like you know like an eighth inch thick on elastic just destroyed it but I made it and it held it I was like okay cool let's put it out there so I go to my my usual <laughs> channels Imgur Reddit R watches like I made this thing I made I made a watch trap that opens bottles check it out you know just kind of like a fun DIY thing and they're like, wait, you have an, a minimum order quantity of 200? I'm like, yes, I do. He's like, well, if you're not going to use them, you know, just you want to make one for me. And it's, it, that, that's kind of another one of those little moments that you're like, okay, there's a little interest here. You know, let's put a little listing together and then they can buy it. And so I did. And people received them. And, you know, the, the initial feedback was... Super cool. It works. Really tricky and confusing to put on. And I was still issuing like, you know, photographed multi-step sort of steps or, you know, the procedure to install it. It was just a nightmare though. Um, so at that point, it was kind of out there, kind of interesting, kind of fun, you know, just kind of, just kind of burning my little inventory of materials. And then someone in the comments uh, was like, why don't you make a miniature version? I'd buy that. I'm like, okay, I guess I, I guess I will. So <laughs> that, that's kind of where, that's kind of where it pivoted, uh, transformed into the, what you would refer to as the hook strap today. Um, and so once you, so, so I assume you do the same thing with hook strap hardware, you uh you you reach out to your manufacturer they say here's your minimum order quantity you get a bunch of these things in at some mm -hmm. point the attachment system evolves a little bit did you does yes. that all happen at the same time it it definitely did and it was it was basically again looking at the materials that i had before me and saying this doesn't work like i've got to get rid of this piece but somewhere along the way, I was looking at that same like double-sided D-ring thing, and I just changed the configuration ever so slightly with how the strap was running through it. And I realized I only needed half of this. Like I only needed the yeah. single loop. And I was like, okay, well, what do I have? Like, and at this point, you know, I had made a bunch of different leather watch straps, so I had a lot of spare like tang and buckles and loops and things like that fit like designed for watches stainless steel all that so i use a single loop in place of it and i kind of reorient the system and basically it, it was just kind of a trial by fire like okay let's try this based on what i was doing with the cap strap and figured it out and at that point, it was like, okay, that was really confusing. And I'm, I'm like sitting there trying to repeat what I just did to assemble the strap myself. I'm like, uh, that's way too much. Like, there's got to be a better way to assemble this thing. And eventually, it broke down into the process you see now, which is, you know, you just lay the strap flat over the top. You can pull the, pull the loop, you know, behind the watch, and then insert that through the slider. Because at first, I was 
I was basically doing that for you. And that just made it more confusing once you got it. You're like, what is this loop? What is that loop? Blah, 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 blah. So well, and and I will say it's still not maybe the most intuitive system. I have um, I'm not unfamiliar with your critique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and and that is a critique, and I think sure. it's an honest one, just mm-hmm. based on my own experience. With, with that said, I've never had you, you know the nice thing is in this in this age of YouTube and mm-hmm. websites, <clears throat> it, it's a click away for me to see a visual uh, guide on how to do this thing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you very kindly provide, right, right. (laughs) Included in the packaging. That's right. Yeah. Um, at some point, here's my suspicion, and this is probably the meat of our conversation here at at some point, which is not to say you haven't given us meat. Um, at some point (laughs) I suspect this thing blows up, right? Um, because as it sits today, eight to 10 weeks for delivery of a Mankey strap. Mm-hmm. You are not able to meet demand. I don't think practically speaking right now. So where do you go from? Um, oh, okay. I have this idea. I have time to post it on Imgur because I'm maybe not doing anything else today. Uh, where do you go from that to, Oh my fucking God, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. You'll see a giant gap in my posting history. Like it, it pretty much went, went away as soon as the hook strap went live which by the way was was handled through the apollo series like the 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 hook strap itself didn't didn't release until i had the if if you're familiar with what i'm talking about the the first sort of limited mm-hmm. edition whatever that was that was which the, I, I own one of these. Right? Oh, beautiful! That was yeah. that was the first hook strap that I actually ever made, <laughs> and it was <clears throat> it was built <laughs> just so I could wear it like a total nerd. To uh, was it the first man? Is that the? Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes. So it, it was yeah. it was that it was it was that month or whatever that came out that I was working on it, and it came to a point where. You know, I just had the materials and I'm like, I'm making a, a lunar gray with a red and blue for NASA. And I, I built it and wore it to the theater. Got a great picture and all that. But um, so it was it was sort of I, I have this new thing and I could do some really cool stuff with it. And then I launched that limited edition series for it, which caught which is kind of the, the nuke drop, if you will. Mm-hmm for gaining a lot of new eyes, a lot of new interest for this quirky new sort of if you system if you'll if you will um of a watch strap, you know. There's nothing really typical about it. There's kind of this apprehension like, eh, you know, it's kind of kind of kind of weird. I don't know if I trust it. It's not a NATO. It doesn't pass under the watch. I don't, it's going to pop off, you know. This and that. Um but anyway, the the limited edition series catches a lot of eyes, including that of Fortis. And um, that's a that, good that's a, a a good eye to catch. That is a that is a beautiful eye to catch. Being that I imagine like, that eye is more horrifying than your first PO from Mass Drop, though. Oh boy! So yeah, it, <clears throat> it and we can kind of get into that whole project, which was amazing. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about it a little yeah. bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, right. So from there on, it just blew up and I kept iterating and iterating, making improvements to my hardware or whatever. 
But as soon as that, um, as soon as that whole campaign went out, which I enjoyed greatly, you know, um, Fortis reaches out and like, let's collaborate. Like I didn't, I had no means to even really DM the guys. Like I, like what would that even do? So, you know, go on thing, red, right? <laughs> we go on red, right? So they reach out to me and they're like, yeah. let's collaborate. I'm like, beautiful. Let's do it. What do you want? Like, let's, let's go. And it, it was literally like a whole year that we deliberated over, you know, what options they were looking for. Um, and at the time, you know, I do all my printing in house. So I, I made samples for them and they took them in and they're like, let's do this and that and this and that. So printing, you mean dying? No. What's printing? So, so like with the Apollo series, there's yeah. three different editions with different graphics printed upon them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, as far as like my a, a screen print on them, correct? Well, I will not specify <laughs> what, uh-huh. what my printing <laughs> method is. Super top secret classified level three. Um, Fair enough. But I do it's all related that. to NASA, obviously. Yeah. Totally, it's NASA grade hardware, hundred <laughs> um, percent. So, uh, send them samples. We talk it through, and you know, uh, at it's at a point where it's evolved. My, my whole product line has evolved so much. I'm already into my stainless hardware. Um, I've already got like these, this really cool anodized black sort of colorway going and they loved it. So it was this incredible thing. Um, this opportunity and, um, didn't want to disappoint obviously, because these guys were, were heroes to me. I, I have a, Fortis Cosmonauts from I think it's like 96 production year that that I I treasure pretty much more than any any piece of the collection here um so huge deal to be involved with them and didn't, didn't want to disappoint so um well and how does it feel you know you go to you go to Fortis the Fortis website and you pull up a watch and you see the hook strap and a quote from you. Uh, how, how does that feel? Designed and handcrafted by Nick Nanky. I mean, that's got to be kind of a, a surreal experience. Surreal is is like the, a total understatement. It's like, what, you know, what, what am I doing on this page? Like, you know, like, this is where we are. This is reality. Like, this happened, you know, and it's like, I'm already forgetting like the hundreds of hours that I would work on hand making this giant order you know to to a very uh you know fine degree of finish um but um there was this very cool moment in the project where he's like oh yeah so we were talking with the astronauts involved with the amity 20 project which is mars simulation mission through the austrian space forum you know they have a whole team of legitimate astronauts that are going to be living on in like Mars conditions um, this October, I think. And so they're talking to the astronauts and they're, and they got their hands on my straps and they're like, we want these on the mission. And I'm like, okay, well I can basically Fuck just, off. I can just, I can just quit now. Cause this is peak like for a, for basically what is a, you know, a, a homebrew garage run thing. Now, now literally, on on the fringe of of space and science and cutting edge you know uh it it's very 
it, pff, surreal. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one way to put it. Yeah. What I'm so. hearing you say is get your orders in now because very soon these are going to Mars and you may just retire. So so <laughs> so that is that is sort of like the little daydream that I have every now and then. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, so the astronauts are going to be trying these out around their dang spacesuits, right? Cut the strap like it's like this long. It's like a I forget. Huge. Huge. It was like 20 plus inches long to to configure with the system. So um the daydream is that someone's going to be, you know, checking that out. Some somebody that's in the watch community at NASA is going to be like, "Hey, that's that's a unique strap there." You know, let's dig into that. I get an email and it's like, "Oh, hey, we like what you're doing. Uh, we see you worked with the Austrian Space Forum. We'd um, we'd like to send your strap to Mars. What do you think?" And you know, end scene. I just kind of die happy right there because that's <laughs> that does first it, yeah. the first watch strap on Mars is my new goal. <laughs> like that. That's kind of that. I, I'd call that a peak. You know, that sounds pretty good. That's awesome. And well, Fortis is even their tagline for for that watch is not a moon watch. It's the moon is so twentieth century watch. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And. And how cool of them, how cool of them to believe in me enough to, you know, to deliver on, on something like this, which I think you're selling yourself a little short there. I think how cool of you to innovate such a, such a unique product that a company that that's, that's, that's where their, their target is set to find and see your product and be down with it. It's obviously cool of them to reach out, but that's, that's you, that's your effort. That's your that's that's whatever's going on in your noodle mm. that in half a sleep world innovated something that was like sort of stale for hundred years. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's huge. And th- that you brought up an interesting point. So watch strap innovation, like in itself, is extremely dormant. You know, you'll have you'll have the MN style elastic straps out there and you know large fan base totally cool i tried one not a fan (laughs) like pretty much nothing about it appealed to me and that was part of sort of the like hey i should i should maybe try try this medium of elastic in in the watch world and see what i can do with it like you know sure there's different approaches to it Here's mine, you know, and see what happens, kind of thing. But yeah, you know, it, it uh, you, you know, I'd like to talk just a little bit about the current, you know, the the options you have with the hook strap. Um, I I know that it's been pretty recent that you've uh, introduced stainless hardware. You've also made uh, a, a modification so simple to your hardware that I, I understand that when you first did it, you used uh, like a Dremel or, or tin snips or something to make tin, the modification. Tin snips. And uh, so, so let's talk a little bit about that. What is the hook strap? What does the hook strap currently look like? What kind of configurations can I get it in? Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the, just a, a few bits of, um, I don't know if you want to call it terminology here, but there is a current, uh, currently a classic hook strap, which utilizes the, original hardware which is a a zinc plated alloy um the elastic is no different that's all the same the same great stuff the great uh 
pajama blend i should uh, copyright <laughs> the pajama blend yeah um so that never changes but the hardware and it's discounted you know it's it's a few bucks cheaper for the classic but it is a lower grade hardware of course but it was introductory so that i could start to you know offer different options at a at a at a budget because i didn't didn't have that much to go on when it first sort of got going um classic and then there's the stainless which is the sort of second updated premium version of the classic which utilizes a stainless steel 316 grade hardware 316 316 now this okay. is not the 316l that oh. so many people will uh oh. you know just just oh. just well. latch on to the end of it okay it's that, disappointing nick that literally just means that it's easier to weld on and it's like i don't i don't need that in fact i maybe don't need the l no thank you so anyway um uh, so stainless version offered in all sorts of different flavors you know brushed black um i've got it now in a brand new uh sandblasted kind of matte finish um and there's more to come. Um, in fact, happy to announce right here now. Um, oh, shit. I'm, yeah. I'm bringing out the stainless mirror polish uh, to go with the more, you know, kind of the high-end look, a little little shine on there. Um, <laughs> so, brushed is nice. This is going to be as, as polished as one can get it. Um, it, it should set itself apart just just quite well a little more lustrous and so the modification you've made has this been announced has this not been announced am i am i leaking information the, the this new polished variety uh, no no okay. the 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 tin snip modified oh okay uh, so i was getting to that um but okay i'm sorry i'm that's sorry okay. that's okay so so He's the stainless not. the stainless colors <laughs> are available in the hookstrap stainless steel there's a lot of confusion about this i the, the classic the stainless you know i don't know why but uh, I also added a, a Q&A section on my website, or a, a frequently asked questions, just, just to cover that point and then a few others. Um, I also offer, it's actually been available for, for a month or two now, um, my new fixed bar V2 model, which is mm -hmm, essentially mm -hmm, mm -hmm. only in stainless. Um, it is the stainless hardware with a angled notch taken out of the um, lower support bar to allow for the removal of the stitched elastic loop so that you can pass that elastic loop through a fixed lug watch. So oh. for a spring barless watch, you physically... Do I not have one right here? How embarrassing. We have a picture uh, of it. No, that's okay. genius. So yeah, you just, you just bing, bang, boom. Ela uh, elastic's free to go wherever you need it to, and then you just put the hardware back on. Because for this type of strap, that's a limitation, right? Not to be able to be used with a CWC yes. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. G10 watch or whatever. Which perfect. is sort of like a perfect home for these watches or for these straps. Exactly. And before that, it would be like, hey, Nick, I'm sending you my watch to like marry your strap to it permanently. You know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and you've done this before. I've done this before. I've, I've yeah, yeah, I've got pictures and I've posted about it. And it's like, I... This this can't be the way. So I'm like, without going <laughs> down a whole new rabbit hole of innovation and all this, I'm like, there's got to be an easy way that you can just access, you know, or 
adapt the current system to fit the new challenge. And it was literally just like, let's just take a chunk out of here and decide where that chunk should be at what angle, whatever, went to my manufacturer. And I was just like, Hey, the hardware that I'm, I'm currently getting machined. Can you just like take a notch out of it? Or do you have to go through like a whole new process? And like, Oh yeah, we can do that. I'm like, bingo. So easy solutions, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that's typically what I go for. If I can minimalist kind of, well, so so let's do let's do a little bit of rapid fire question then because uh you, you know quick answers quick questions we are getting a little long uh but that's okay we do that and we're gonna do that today so yes please uh, so you started off doing leatherworks you still today sell uh leather watch straps your stud straps your Redux mm-hmm. ruler strap we can still get there's still a number of wallets that we can get the Sumo V two at this point um. You've got uh, some 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 other leather goods on your website. What portion of your business today is watch straps? And, and you don't have to know the number exactly, but my gut is it's probably ninety eight percent. It's about maybe one percent leather these days. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you've got an eight to ten week lead time on your straps and i think that you've been pretty close to that based on my on my informal polling of people is that uh, a number that you see changing anytime real soon yes um and i will say that i i have actually i have done a lot i've tried to i've tried to change a number of things i i have taken many steps to to try and 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 smash that demand curve if you will (laughs) um (laughs) and as of late the 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 biggest help has honestly been so we have a seven month old um yeah congratulations congratulations. thank you um and yeah so um basically what's what's transpired is you know my wife used to work uh the i was was just gonna say the the pertinent word there is used to work a you know, part-time job, take care of, you know, little one and all that. Um, but as, as sort of, you know, the, the challenges arose from having a newborn and the like, you know, her time was just unable to fit their needs. So she ended up um, basically saying like, hey, you need help. Let me stop what I'm doing and get in on the production line. I'm like, this. It's basically another one of those little forks in the road for our timeline. The seven month old man, the dexterity is just gonna be off the charts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're putting we're putting her to work. Wife takes the day off. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, basically that's the whole point of our child is to become. You know, that's that's basically as soon as I can train somebody as far as my time goes. <laughs> that's smart. That's smart. So wife is on the on the packaging side of the table and um so far in the past few weeks that we've been working this out in terms of you know squeezing in her availability between naps and everything uh, not my wife's naps by the way <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, i've been able to output literally twice as fast just from and we haven't really gotten into that but everyone needs to understand this right now I take, when an order comes through, I have your printout. I literally take that printout. I grab my ruler and my scissors, 
and I cut your strap to length, burn the edges, find the hardware, get the stitching, make your strap, and then I hand build the packaging right there and then ship it. That's all me. Like for years, 100%, just these two hands, that's it. So knowing that, adding someone to that process has enabled me to basically stick to the production and essentially packaging ends up taking just as long. So if someone's doing that, then I'm just like spitting out straps like crazy and then they're getting packaged at the same time. And, you know, on paper we're like, you know, that should be about twice as much as I've been able to do and it's worked out to be that way. So moving forward, um, that process continuing to get better and better, you know, should be cutting that time in half. It would be the the sort of hope hopeful objective. Assuming mm -hmm. yeah. because of your appearance on 40 and 20, your sales don't go through the roof, because I suspect. <laughs> Both of our moms are probably real... going to buy us one for Christmas. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be a real needle mover here. Oh, okay, so uh, we do we do anticipate some, some increases in production availability mm -hmm. uh, moving forward, mm -hmm. um, and then who, who knows what the future holds. Uh, any plans on consolidating options? Uh, you, you know, at this point, you've got the the classic you've got the stainless um any plans to eliminate one or, or even both of those options in favor of um a, a one ring to rule them all yeah totally uh classic is gone as soon as the inventory runs out so right so now as far as the future is stainless the future is absolutely stainless and you know some other very exotic materials that I have in the making right now, like unobtainium. like literal unobtainium, Vibranium. quite quite literal, I will say, as as literal as unobtainium can get. Um, <laughs> so lots of cool, exciting sort of uh, variations on stainless. Um, but as soon as the classic inventory goes, I don't plan on restocking it. It just doesn't make any sense. It's it's obsolete. Yeah. And yeah. I've gotten my prices figured out to to go all stainless completely. Yeah. So final question from me. Uh, any uh, any upcoming, you, you're still, I can tell, you're still the guy who thinks about things and solutions and projects. Anything um, in the future that you could tease for us that we, we might want to look for? Oh, man. There's a lot. So, so... Did you see the notebook? It was huge. I, I know. I saw the notebook. <clears throat> yeah. So understand that, I you know, trapped inside this this sort of feeble like sewing body, you know, there there is someone designing upstairs constantly, you know, trying to innovate because that's that's what I did for so long, and that's very much what I enjoy is is that process of problem and then solving that. Um, so. In terms of things to come, I don't have any solid, you know, concepts yet. But, you know, coming up with something that is a more fixed design that doesn't need to be tailored so much. Um, in fact, kind of putting the tailoring on the user side 
kind of a just a little you know like like you'd get um certain certain accoutrements today like a like a belt that you would trim to fit a certain special buckle sure you know sure. i'm working on kind of a concept like that um kind of off guard there's there's a number of things i kind of hinted at new hardware um <clears throat> i don't have a source for this one yet but i'll, I'll kind of pitch this one i'm trying to get um genuine brass or bronze made um for all those 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 bronze lovers out there trying to trying to yeah. match match the hardware is tough you know for those guys mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and always new elastics um i will say and you've probably seen this from my stories the the more the more up and coming to expect sort of announcement would be the um the very first sort of double-sided elastic that i've been working on um which oh. right which was which was this monstrosity yeah, that super uh, thick uh, road stripe. Right, for the listeners uh, at home, it is a black and yellow sort of caution hazard stripe. Um, this is something I've been working on for way too long, like months, to get it to get it to go in a way that I like. Um, as seen in sort of my my sort of as I get these new samples in, I'll make a story post about it. So getting that figured out. Um, is going to be amazing and enable all sorts of incredible opportunities should be coming out hopefully over summer. Andrew, any, any further questions? I know you kind of answered my question. My, my last question was going to be, how are you balancing the hit that the hook strap is against your need for problem solving and designing? And you kind of, you hit on that in that answer. I mean, you're still, you're still innovating and, and working on that project because it, it seems to me like you're you're just you're presenting solutions, presenting solutions, presenting solutions, and to finally have a hit. Mm -hmm. But that passion's still there. Yeah. Right. That's still yeah. that's still who you are. Mm -hmm. And I was I was just kind of thinking about you getting bogged down on by this one idea. And if if you'd lost that drive, that motivation, it doesn't seem like you have it all. No, I I really haven't. Um it it's it's just at this point, the the business is is the family income so yeah. doing what is safe makes sense in that context but also improving on it only makes that even safer yeah, yeah. And i mean you're gonna have to get the the family size yacht at some point <laughs> uh those are only 64 feet man I know. wow oh okay so you get the extra the extra long uh oh, oh okay <coughs> well that's great so w w why don't we real quick just walk through if I'm a guy uh, who who wants to buy a Mankey strap, where can I find them? Uh, I obviously have the the website up on my phone, but sure. tell people where to find you uh, in terms of social media and, and your website. NickMankeyDesigns.com, Instagram at uh, NickMankeyDesigns, and all sorts of um, contact links there. If you need anything specific, um, I have all the listings ready to go. Build it as you see it and I'll get to it as soon as I can, you know? And let me say, you are super responsive in your customer service contact link. Uh, when I ordered mine, I moved, I bought a house shortly in that delta of time between order and delivery. Mm -hmm. And I emailed you and I was like, hey, this is my new, this is the address I need you to send it to because mm -hmm. 
by when I sent that email, I didn't know where I was going to be living. I just knew that I was selling my house. <laughs> uh, so I had to send to Everett's office. And my assumption is that you didn't recognize who it was going to. This was no special treatment or anything. But I just emailed. And that same day, I got an email back like, yep, it's done. You're good to go. Right. And that, thank you for that, by the way. But um, yeah. that's also me. Like when I'm not out <laughs> there, you know, in my 92 degree garage, stitching all this that stuff up. Awful. Um, yeah. I'm I'm in front of my emails trying to do my best. So, you know, if I don't get to your message right away, just understand that my plate you're is, making straps my plate's full and yeah. i'm trying to get your order out so but i'm i'm totally open um i've got a handy little like contact system on the website that you can kind of select the subject of what you're trying to do so order updates um order modifications that sort of thing is where you'd stick something like hey change of address because i totally get it you know with a two-month lead you know you kind of have to adapt and i'm totally all about it so just reach out and i'll I'll put a note down and make sure it goes where it needs to. I really liked it because I, I had the excitement of my order day and then I had the excitement of the email, oh, your order's complete nice. and it shipped. I was like, yes, <laughs> twice. <laughs> like two, like winning twice. And then a short time later, you had the excitement of putting it on putting and it having on. you help me assemble it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, w- w- wonderful. We didn't talk. I think we probably didn't didn't sell we your missed. straps quite enough. We'll, we'll yeah. do that in oh, another please. episode because it's, it's all uh, good. Well, 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 that is to say, we both love them. So yeah, uh, we've talked about them before. But um, moving on, Andrew. Other things. What do you got? I got a show, and I may have talked about this show already. You can't do a show. I got a show. Don't care. I'm watching television these days. <laughs> um. And I think I've talked about it, but I don't care. And the reason I don't care is because a new season of Alone from the History Channel has just dropped. Yeah. It's yeah. the million dollar season. Meaning. Which is a big figure. That's a, for that's a loan. bucket load of money. Because uh, they were previously winning, what, $100,000? I think it was more than that. It, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't a huge. It, wasn't it, was a, a huge it was a significant sum of money. It was no million dollars. Okay. So for those I of think, you. I think that. Like three times as many people watched alone during quarantine as had watched it in the seven to nine years it had been on the air. Oh yeah, this is season previously. Seven. So in in quarantine alone blew up just like Tiger all, King. All of their <laughs> yeah, except the difference is Tiger King came out during quarantine. Alone had been out for years yeah, and you years. Yeah, you could really years. binge it. Yeah. <clears throat> so for those of you unfamiliar, Alone is a television series by the History Channel wherein 10 contestants get dumped alone in the wilderness. And it's a surprisingly small tract of land that they're supposed to stick to. So season seven is in the Arctic. Uh, and they're supposed to stick to a five square mile chunk of property that they get dumped on, which to survive for the goal is a is hundred days. If you make it to a hundred days, you get a million bucks and you still might not be the winner. But you'll still get a million bucks. My assumption is that no one's going to make it to 100 days. Because <laughs> they pick some people. And and so I talked about this over Guys Weekend because some of my friends are watching it. And um, the we watched an episode. We watched episode one. And it's like you see these people who have the skills. They've got the mindset generally. And they just ruin it with little mistakes. And that's so fascinating to watch it alone because we live such low stake lives generally. Like you make a mistake and it's like, oh, whatever. Lost that. I'll buy a new one tomorrow. 
like broke that, whatever, I'll get a new one. Took missed my turn, whatever, I'll make the next one. The stakes are so high when you have nothing but the backpack on your back and a satellite phone to like for em- emergent rescue. It's a terrific show. So there's seven season available, seven seasons available on Hulu. And, and season eight, the, the premiere of season eight has just dropped. Yes. So new season out right now. The whole season is available. Fascinating cast of characters. And because the show's been on long enough, it's people who are like familiar with the show, training for the show, not just their normal, you know, bushcraft type people, but people who are training specifically for this endeavor. Uh, so a really, really impressive group of people this season and which um, has not always been the case earlier. No. See, it's very interesting to watch these earlier seasons. You have people that wouldn't even do well on naked and afraid right. where they've got like support. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating group of people. Uh, fascinating show. I, I love it. It's one oh. of, it's one of our favorites. Yeah. So check it out. New season just dropped. Binge it because weekend's coming up. That sounds great. I've got another thing. Do me. So there is a show. It's not a new show. Uh, the, these are all available on Netflix. Uh, but the 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 show, and, and I understand many people have watched this. I had not even heard of it. Um, but now I have, and I've watched it. Uh, it. It's a show called Halt and Catch Fire, which I think they only refer to, I think they only really tell you what that means. Uh, it's some sort of computer development term. But what what this show is uh, is it, it stars Lee Pace from Tim. The Hobbit, uh, The Elf King, uh, Mackenzie Davis, uh, Scoop McNary, uh, a, a number of other people that you will recognize. Um, Cooper Andrews, who's Jerry from The Walking Dead. If you've watched The Walking Dead, he's the greatest character. Later, Anna Chlumsky, Chlumsky. Uh, anyway, th- this really kind of bummer name great cast um and it starts off in the 80s i think 82 or 83 as personal computing is becoming a thing and these folks get together and they're working on a pc project really interesting dynamic personalities i told someone that it felt a little bit like billions set in the 80s uh it it evolves from there uh, and and it does so in, in the opposite way that billions evolves. I think where billions tended to get more cheesy and a little bit um, m- more uh, just forceful with its aggressive uh, plot pulp. Uh, I think Halt and Catch Fire does another thing. As this thing picks up steam, um, the characters become less bombastic and more refined. Um, the character development continues literally until the dying end. Uh, it is, I think, four seasons, one of my very favorite shows I've ever watched. The characters are obviously a little ridiculous. Any show like this, you're going to have some ridiculous yeah. characters. But I, uh, right before I, I got here, was watching, we're getting close to the end, watching an episode and crying weeping crocodile tears down my cheek uh it is wonderful totally totally wonderful don't know how i've missed it um you you know we you and i have talked many times about best shows of all time amc shows get missed yes 
it is fantastic. I, I mean, I'm going to say, you know, you, you like I say, you and I have talked about best shows of all time a lot. I really love The Sopranos. I really love Breaking Bad. Um, I think those two are probably my two favorites. Um, this is in that mix. It was so, it, it was, I'm not quite done, but it has been so freaking awesome. Totally love it. Halt and Catch Fire, AMC, all, all four seasons available on Netflix, which I think everybody has Netflix. Yeah, if you didn't get pick up Netflix during quarantine, what did you do? <laughs> Nick Mankey, other things, what do you got? Physical, or are we on the entertainment spectrum? No, you oh, you, you choose dealer's choice. Because okay. I understand you're a man of hobbies, so we're oh, ready for it. Oh, boy. Dude, so watches are great. Love them, you know. And we could talk all day about that, too. Um, so, you know, when I'm not sitting behind a sewing machine, I'm working on the 67 Ranchero in the garage. Oh, shit. You know, um, working on my... Um, 67, so that's what, a B-body, right? It is It is a unibody. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Stacked headlights, maybe. It, that's kind of the, the real call of the, the single-year Ranchero. Um, that's been a work in progress. When I'm not doing that, and somewhat almost... As I'm doing that, I'm listening to a lot of audiobooks as of late, and I will say, huge shout out to Project Hail Mary, Andy Weir, science fiction master, The Martian, probably, if, yeah. if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very famous author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his new release came out, and nothing, nothing but great things to say. That was like a just probably the best 16-hour journey I've had in a long time. Um, also, there's a really cool shout-out to a really nice watch in the book, <laughs> which I think you guys would appreciate if you if you haven't caught it. Um, it, it. It's not a Hamilton. It's definitely not a Hamilton. Okay. <laughs> but then, uh, I so I was back-to-back, Project Hail Mary, and then Artemis, his other novel, Super, super cool watch shout out. Um, Interesting. You mentioned um, (laughs) some time ago, I can't remember. um, You you were going over complications and things like that. And uh, (laughs) your disdain for moon phases (laughs) kind of reminds me from that book because uh, it's set on the moon. uh, This this tale. That makes sense there. So check it out, right? (laughs) So. Except that it doesn't make sense there because you don't have moon phases. So here, here it is. Here's okay. why it's so dang cool. Um, there's a character, and I'm trying not to give too much away, but well-to-do, has a custom watch, and instead of a uh, moonscape, he has an earthscape. So he has a custom earthrise sort of track right complication on his watch and i was like that is that is a detail that puts this book firmly in like one of my favorites so really cool yeah. tidbit artemis also a great book but you, you know i read that i read that gosh i don't know when that came out yeah uh, 2014 i think but i read that like right as i was getting into watches oh yeah i yeah, think yeah. i think i was maybe reading that book when i bought my very first you know 
watch guy watch okay uh, sure. or, or the, the timing was very close in any event so yeah I, I remember thinking oh this is a neat a neat thing this is a neat thing um, yeah exactly yeah. and and you know it, it's kind of cool because they didn't have to go to that detail but it 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 meant a lot if you if you were kind of on the up and up with with watch mechanics at all um so you know so what what can you tell us about project hail mary without telling us anything about it oh man you guys ever seen the movie sunshine by chance you got you guys big on sci-fi sunshine okay yeah. one of yeah. my all-time favorites right sun sun is dying gotta fix it in this instance the the sun is not just quite dying but um there is something that is that is sapping the energy from the sun and it's not making its oh, way so to you've earth got an easy solution right easy solution let's go figure it out so it's this this not really space opera but you know it is an expedition into the unknown and it's grounded in in the most detailed biological science physical science and it <laughs> and, and it tells it tells a story in such a way that you're just along for this this ride of knowledge <laughs> and excitement um great characters you know the um, kind of kind of the the classic like guy doesn't really isn't really sure he's cut out for it but rises to the challenge through his intellect andy weir kind of does that um mm -hmm. but just phenomenal just like yeah you know. just like tom cruise and cocktail <laughs> perfect <laughs> <laughs> Nick, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. This has been r really a lot of fun. So glad to be uh, to pop your podcast, Cherry. Uh, if you at home want to check out Nick Mankey's straps, uh, the hook strap, the Redux strap, all the other great project, please, 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 you can do that at nickmankeydesigns.com. Also, check Nick out on Instagram, Nick Mankey Designs on Instagram. Uh, look, you guys, these are, I think my favorite strap, my favorite strap product. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Barton Silicone Elite, Nick Mankey. That's it. That's, OEM bracelet. That, yeah. OEM bracelet. Yeah. So that is the world. Uh, re really, it was a, it was a ton of fun to have you. Anything you want to add before we go? This was awesome. This was an absolute pleasure. Huge fan in case I didn't say it already. So, uh, avid listener. Uh, this was this was this was awesome, and you guys are too kind. <laughs> I appreciate the praise. I'm glad you guys like it. I I still have a hard time believing that this little idea of mine has has become what it is. But hey, as long as those orders keep coming in, I'll keep making it as good as it possibly can be. You know. Awesome, awesome, Andrew. Anything else you want to add? Nah, nothing. No, I'm out of things, man. All right. Well, Nick, thank you. Andrew, thank you. Oh, that was kind. And hey, thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. Oh, yeah. Do us a favor. Check us out at watchclicker.com. That's where we post every single episode of this podcast. We post reviews, articles, other kind of fun stuff from time to time. Yeah. You can check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20 is our page at watchclicker, page for the website. Uh, you can also support the show. Did you guys know that? You can support the show at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. Look, you guys, the, the hosting is not free. Image hosting is definitely not free. 
your support through Patreon helps us pay for all of that stuff, including uh, things like microphones and mixing boards and Andrew's haircuts. Yeah. And don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye. Dude, that was fantastic.